places in five. Hey everybody, welcome to another podcasting episode. I think you can call them an episode. That's what we're supposed to call them of places in five. Because they're not webisodes. Oh, Are they podcast episodes? But anyway, oh, I'm here. It's Fishman <laughs> with Liz, who Hi, is Fishman. on the other side of the country. So you're already here here's what you do so beautifully. You're overthinking it. Right away. Of course. Oh, I, right. Because I want to remind the audience that we, Places in Five, is the podcast where you can come to hear Liz and I talk about stuff that matters because we uncover that it all really doesn't matter. So ah, there you are. Exactly. Oh, see? Okay. Good. See? Ding. I redeemed myself. Give the man a prize. Ooh, yes. Here Give the are. man a prize. Mm-hmm. All right. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think the world may be getting more and more evolved, that more people are realizing this and talking about it. I don't know when the critical mass happens, that there's enough people with common sense that rule the day that make it a beautiful world. Um, And at the current rate, it would probably be another, you know, probably, you think 500 years, right? No, I don't agree. 500 years from now, it's got to be fine. Think about how long mankind's been around and there's been idiots throughout all of mankind. By then, all you would have weeded out all of the idiots. Things are exponential. The speed of which change now occurs is a fraction of what what it took a thousand years to happen a thousand years ago now happens in 10. So in terms of in terms of our ability to understand what is happening. Oh, okay. You know, think of like communication and everything. Information. Look at look at science. Look at what we understand happens in our bodies at the molecular level now that 50 years ago we had no idea. And the fact right. that we can now tinker with cells and create babies from scratch, not from scratch, but taking genetic code. And like- I think we should create a bunch of babies from scratch. Yes, we can do it. Like so, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yes, a tasty baby. And, oh, um, delicious. Oh my God, that's so funny. That conjures up images of like grandmothers, like doing that thing where they want to like, they fake that they want to eat their little grandchildren because they're so yummy. It's like, it just- It sounds like a fairy tale. I think we're going back to the Little Red Riding Hood moment. Oh, totally. And the 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 Hansel and Gretel, the witch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're you're suddenly going down that rabbit hole. Nightmarish. But anyway, I don't even know where I just, I leapt off of wherever I was going. (laughs) Information is, you're talking about the the quickness, uh, swiftness with which information and such. And yeah, but think about like when the Roman, I mean, we, we were watching some special the other night and it was, had something about, um, oh gosh, the Mayans. Oh, that's right. It was the Mayans and their amazing pyramids that they built. And you look at it and you go, how did they do such complicated and complex structures with, with the little tools? Right that they had. Yes. I mean, you look at it, it's like the same thing with the pyramids, right? The Egyptian pyramids. You go, how how is that even possible? How is that without all the stuff that we have and our equipment now for them to build and scientifically understand and construct all these kinds of things, structures? It's just unbelievable to me. But it makes sense though, because at the time our brains became able to do that, 
then if you sitting around and you're doing nothing, basically, I mean, you're doing, you know, you're surviving, you're farming and you're hunting to live, but you have all this brain capacity that keeps developing out of inquisitiveness. And then you start figuring out, well, how would we build a structure, you know, or just like there's that tree that we can live in, but how would we build something that's not, we're relying on nature. And I guess the brain just keeps exponentially trying to solve puzzles. And that's what's led us to this moment in time. It's just been learning on top of learning on top of learning and it keeps on going. So with everything we learn, it is, it's fabulous. And so exponentially, so so I'm like 500 years from now, I mean, this is a different planet because of probably not even here maybe. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know how you'd get all these people off this planet. There's, I, I, I think this planet's still going to be here and thriving and hopefully doing well. I think Um, the planet will be here, but I think we're going to be a big mess, big bunch of crazy mess people. Oh man, I wonder. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You won't be here, so don't worry about it. I I don't. No, I don't worry about it. Um, But it's more of about you know. But it fills me with the same concern I have for my family who I'm not with. So I just wish them well. And I just think in terms of my family today means that I'm most likely going to have some kind of relationship in it. In addition to, listen, man, I'm a member of the human race. So it's all one big happy family. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that that my, uh, my, my relationships will continue down. And I just am concerned and feel bad for anybody who has to suffer down the road that doesn't necessarily have to well, maybe if, we, if we hope yeah exactly that's what i'm saying i, okay. I I'm, I'm hoping for the best but i'm there, concerned there might, be, there might be some more roman kind of coliseum throw throw the people to the tigers and the lions kind of stuff going on again you never know crazy craziness there's lots of craziness going yeah. on yeah. That's okay. Whatever. I'm empathic about it. Oh, okay. Okay. That's empathy is a good thing. I'm glad you have that. Yeah. I just have a little of that. Like, it's like, uh, because, because the world it's, there's so much possibility of it being fantastic. And it's just like the, the, just the, the stories that you hear that you go, that's just too bad. That's, that's mm. too bad. That That's the way that that is. You know? That's always, that's always going to be that way. The probability. Oh, I was just reading something today. Oh gosh. I, I'm not going to be able to remember it, but I think the guy's name was James Clear and talking about, oh wow. I can't remember the word because it was a brand new word I learned today, but uh, that disorder is more prevalent than order. What's the word? More prevalent? Yes, yes, yes. Think about Don't it. Don't you need the equal amount? Isn't that no, the yin yang no, thing no, of needing both? No, no, no. That things are more. You're, you're. The probability of things being in disorder are, are stronger oh, than things being in order. Sure. So if you take a bunch of uh, a, a box of puzzle pieces and you dump it upside down, the chances of it all landing exactly where it's supposed to be and they're all together is very, 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 very tiny and it probably impossible. But the chances, all the different options and probabilities of it falling in different disarray is infinite almost. So it's just talking about in terms of the world and life that things are more in disarray and disorder than they are actually in order. So I think it just, what what that basically brings me to is that it's okay. 
things are meant to be kind of yucky and messy and imperfect yeah. and impermanent. And, and we have this whole idea, and if we're going down this rabbit hole, about <laughs> the whole impermanence thing, that impermanence is as much a part of life as anything. And yet we're trying to do everything we can to make things permanent. It's so, it's yes. so counterintuitive, you know, it's, uh, it makes no sense. And so if we embraced more of the impermanence, the disorder, disarray, that that's just nature. And we kind of went, oh, cool. All right. Thumbs up, man. Uh, we, we might be in a better place psychologically and just kind of go, right. all right, yes. cool, man. Right. Allowing for that impermanent. Is impermanence, is that the word? Yes, impermanent. No, that's not the word, the new le- word I learned. I, I, I wrote it down oh, but and I don't have it with word. me. I think it's a new word for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the concept is not new, but the uh, but that particular word, I, I love it. What, impermanence? Yeah, not, it's not permanent. Yeah, nothing's, impermanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't know that word? I guess I don't, didn't realize that there was a word that took not Yes. permanent and put them together in one word. I was not aware of that. So I feel like somehow enlightened. Oh, good. I know. But I love really wor- cool. Actually, I love learning new words. I heard a new word in a podcast and I kept repeating it to myself. And I'm like, what is that word? What does that mean? And so I, I of course, as soon as I got to a computer or Wi-Fi, I looked it up and I went, oh, cool. I like learning new words. And of course, I don't remember it right now to, to give it to you, but it's the idea of the whole disorder thing. But I think it's just kind of cool. I think I think if we really just flipped everything around and everybody just kind of leaned more towards the things are just a big mess and messy and it's okay and that's the way it should be, I think we would really take the pressure off of ourselves and the way we think our lives are supposed to be. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah. loving that. All right. I like Woo-hoo! it. My name is Liz Escarol and I endorse this <laughs> message. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Fish bitch. Um, That's good. I like it. I I do too. And so here's a funny thing though. And going on the acting, uh, on the acting line, Joe had an audition yesterday for the show called Younger. And uh, it's on Showtime. I think so. Anyway, it's a really good show. Uh, Lovely. But he was going to play an Italian uncle at a, you know, a little church scene saying, Hey, everybody get together. We're going to take a picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I know the show. He's never watched it. I gave him all the information about what the character would be, who, who the characters that he would be, you know, yeah. working with in the show. And we were just talking. And, and so he went to the audition. He couldn't, you know, he's trying to figure out what to wear. And then he went, he had a whole room full of guys and, you know, plays, you know, guys older than him, younger than him. I love how you're, de- I, I had an audition yesterday myself and you're describing my audition without ever having been there, but keep going. Okay. So the whole point was, and, and I, after he came out, of course he got, he was nervous and then, you know, which is so silly because he's such a pro in so many ways, but I, we, we were both laughing. I went, isn't this crazy? The people who are not in the business, I guess, don't know, but it's interesting it, how much work goes into just casting and putting together one small, tiny little character that has two lines yep. in one tiny little show yep. of all the shows and movies, which just shows you how much ridiculous time and effort goes into making movies and television and how much it costs and, and just how crazy it is. 
Yeah. It's like any business. It's like, you know, my last corporate gig that I did before the last one that I've done a couple of years back, as you know, is Bed Bath & Beyond, as you like to call it. Bed Bath & Beyond say. Yes. (laughs) So, um, but, and there, it was amazing all the work that went into just retail and marketing and all that stuff. I mean, so many people involved in doing so many different activities. And so you come into the entertainment business and it's exactly like there's so many people involved in the, in the, just exactly in the pre-production stuff and the casting. It was the same thing for me. I went for this, this little co-star thing. Um, and, um, you know, and there's five other guys who are the different shape and size version of me, stretch me out a couple of years older, uh, gray, you know, different versions of gray, different paunch, different height, different musket, you know, and, and everybody showed up. It was for a mil- World War II military doctor thing. So everybody shows up in their version of what that looks like based on the clothing that they had at home. Right. And, and we're all there, you know, everybody's muttering their lines to themselves, you know, just making sure they're comfortable with it. So so they can go in and then we each go in and they film you and then they say, great, thank you. Or, you know, they give you the adjustment to do it a second time. Right. And then you, that's it. It was you a film leave and it has nothing to do with you film? for this was for a TV thing, just like what Joe had done. Right. And, and it's just like you, and, and that's, and I love what you said. It's just one tiny minuscule, stupid thing that happens within that gigantic making of these you know, pieces of work and, you know, and then the actor is almost one of the most superfluous pieces of the it thing. It is. It, how many lines what, were, um, was your part? Four lines. This was for four, but I didn't, I didn't hear anything today. So I imagine that I didn't get it because usually you find out right away. But, they don't. Right. I mean, and that's why and we even joke about how silly it would be that believe it or not, sometimes you'll have a callback for something as ridiculous as this. Yeah, not so much for co-stars, but these, but the bigger roles you will absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes I, I, I believe it or not, I believe there's been some callbacks for even very, very tiny things, which makes no sense. Uh But it's a lot of time and effort. But, but the point is, is that when you're looking at a a film or it's or a TV show, you don't realize the meticulousness for. I mean, because for God's sakes. Any guy could just run those two lines that Joe's going to do. It's fine. You know what I mean? It, it could be him. It could be oh. 800 other guys that could do it. When I did extra work on the Irishman, they were doing, oh, you know, you they needed that? thousands of, they need, they need, yeah, they needed thousands of actors over the course of shooting to be all in the background of different, you know, scenarios. Oh, yeah. And they were really meticulous about who they chose. Mm-hmm. Because they had a really specific look they were going for. It was amazing. And um, they, because I kept getting these emails back of like, they're checking with production. And they're like, because usually for background, you never have a, a dialogue going back and forth. Like, you know, we really need you to hold this date because, but we can't, we don't know for sure. Because they actually were taking the time. Right. So it is amazing, exactly to your point, to the most minuscule non- you know, you, the, you know, no, none of those backgrounds, me included, are going to show up in camera. Right. Vis, vis, right. You know, we'll just be, we'll be true background. Right. We'll just be moving set yeah, dressings. It's, it's literally five, 
seconds of airtime and how much work it goes into something like that. A, a perfect right. example of that was The Crown. Did you watch that show, The Crown? Yeah, yeah. Not all of it, but I've, I've, I watched the first Phenomenal show. Um, I, I think they're doing another season, right? Yeah, they, they are with a new, new actress cast. playing her right. older, yeah. And I, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I, I was riveted and I watched the whole thing and just, I, I just thought, it was so well done. And what we were blown away with most of the time, not just clearly the acting, but this, but the costumes clearly, right? You have to set the time period and the set dressing because you had to have those rooms that looked like the palace and et cetera. And, and, and when you look in the background, you can't have a candlestick that wouldn't be appropriate to the time or a drape or this, or that, I mean, the amount of work, and I always go back to money that it takes to do shoot a scene that could literally be two minutes on camera. And I know it's amazing that what it go, what it takes to actually put that together as somebody who understands kind of the business, it still blows my mind. Because you don't, when you're watching it, people watching it, viewers, your average viewer has no clue all that work that's gone into it. Um, So, I mean, it brings the magic to life, but it's just, I don't know, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's cool. It's a very cool thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. And because there's just so many people involved and every, you know, everybody's just a cog in the wheel. That's why I guess you can't take it so personally either. You know, I mean, it's like any other business where you got to know people in the business that help you through your career. It's absolutely just no different. And getting, Mm -hmm. getting a shot. I mean, any of the success, success that I had in the corporate world certainly came from people that I knew more than anything I was qualified to do. It was more just, you know, relationship building. And the ability to come through when you need to, you have, obviously you have to have the goods the chops, you got the connections and you have the chops, then you're going to, you got to work, you know, and, and the luck, a little bit of luck thrown in. Yeah. There a little bit of luck. Of mm-hmm. Yep. Rand, a little randomness going on there too. So it's just, uh, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy business, mm-hmm. but we love it. We love it. We love it. I just told you I still have enough time to, to be doing it. Why? Where are you going? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. I'm chewing actually right now. Really sorry. I had to chew. What are you chewing? I just a protein bar. I was just so hungry and I just realized it. It's been, it's like five 30 and I basically haven't eaten. Um, all day. I had an egg for breakfast and then I just, and then I had an audition and and then I came back here and I started working. Um, and here we are. You had an egg, no, two, one egg? Sorry, two eggs. I had two eggs two mixed eggs. in. I, I actually sauteed some spinach first. And Ooh, I poured delicious. the two eggs over the spinach. Um, that was delicious. It was good. Very healthy. Oh, God, I'm trying. Oh, me too. Me too. The thought that, you know, age is now fighting against me, I'm also very sensitive to, well, am I doing everything in my power you know, like what, what are you putting in your body? You know, it's all, if you're really interested in healthy longevity, you, you need to consider everything you do. How often are you drinking alcohol? You know, all exactly. that stuff. I agree and, with uh, you. It's a fucking pain in the ass is what it is. That's it all I is. Say. It is. And you know what? Cause I got to tell you when I was younger, I didn't, man, I didn't care as much. I, I mean, I obviously I didn't I cared, care, but all. it, I, I didn't care and it wasn't a big 
deal. Like, you know, you ate what you want. You had pizza for breakfast if you wanted. You yeah, I just chose much. chubbiness. It, well, it, it just- And it was fine. It, yeah, it would, because well, you were just younger and it didn't matter. And, you know, if you went, like, I would never go to sleep now with makeup on my face. I just wouldn't do it. I just don't. It's like a such a habit in me. Um, but when you're younger, it's like, okay, you crash or you have makeup on or you didn't brush your teeth or something stupid like that. Right, it didn't right, matter. Exactly. Who cared? Yes. So it's right. just you have the devil may care attitude or when you're younger and when you get older, you're just a little, a little more cognizant of that kind of stuff, I think. Right. And, and I guess that's comes. wisdom, right? Yep. That intelligence Absolutely. learning comes with that. Absolutely. See these big brains of ours yep. that went from building pyramids to now made, make product and yep. uh, sell it from a marketing standpoint, the genius of that. And then, uh, and then people being educated about the application and the long-term effects of said product. Mm. It's amazing. Well, someday if we could do brain transplants like we do heart transplants, that would be fascinating, wouldn't it? Yep. 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 Has that ever been done? Not yet, but they're working on it. Mm. Wow. That's kind of cool. I believe that there are Chinese uh, medical people that are working on mm. what we hear periodically that, yeah, they're doing stuff that our med medical society here <laughs> says is not humane. Right. Of course. No, I just had a funny thought of like, you know, how everything's made in China and you have the stamp on there. So like maybe someday there'll be brains. It'll stamp said made in China. Because <laughs> you were just talking about Chinese brain yeah. surgery. Yeah. Made in China. Uh, the people will be made, made in, in China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap brains. Yeah. It's... Made in China. Fascinating. That would be kind of cool just because either you can get a smarter brain or a better brain, or if you're having brain problems, we can figure out how to fix those. Well, no, the idea would be as if you could, if your brain was transplantable, then why not transplant your brain into a cybernetic uh, organism or, you know, a robot mm -hmm. that will never break an arm or a leg and doesn't need a new spleen and will never get cancer. Mm -hmm. And your brain now gets to live. You get to live pretty much forever because all your body parts can be replaced. Mm. But that that's a big, that's big. That's like, that's in your 500 a year conversation you were talking about. Before. Oh, that could be even longer, but yeah. yeah, sure. Maybe it could happen in 500 years at the rate things are going. Oh, I can't even. See, it's amazing. Too much for my brain, my little that baby so brain so much to think it? about. Isn't it? It's incredible. It's an incredible idea. Uh, I don't know. It, well, it's RoboCop, basically. It overwhelms me too much. I, I can't, I can't deal with it. No, you just need to watch the movie RoboCop because that's basically that what that movie is. <laughs> Oh, Fishman. All right. So, uh, so I'll see you soon and, uh, we'll chat it up soon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will, I will meet you back here. Well, I just, that's always so funny when you say that. What? It's like, it's like well, because it's so, because it's so blatantly the end. The and, um, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, we're going to chat it up soon. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, we are. It's like, it's too, like, it's too, I don't know. In that moment, I laugh. I don't know what to say. Cause I'm like, yes, we will. Of course. Right. I right. Just, so, okay. You didn't even, and, and okay. It's all good. Just go get we your never, brain. Go wrap your brain around something. Oh, I like that. You need some food. Go wrap your brain around something. Right. That is a bumper sticker. That's fantastic. That's what that means. It means like, go think.
the expression wrap your brain around it i can't wrap my brain around it you don't know the expression i know wrap my brain around it but no one's ever said to me go do it like that's oh. a great thing to wish to somebody oh like that's a great thing that's a very encouraging thing that is just full of positive energy that's why i was so struck with that oh good the way by putting the go there i really like that i think it was more dismissive I, I meant it as dismissive, like, get the hell out of here. Get your, get your well, brain. It works both ways. So lucky for you, my positive outlook only allowed me to hear it in a positive way. And I'm positive, and you know that's where it came from. So exactly. there you go. All right. All right. And I'm off to wrap my brain. Wrap your brain. All right. See you soon. And what? Okay. Scene. Scene. Da, da, da.